Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Are you ready for the Word of God? Yes. You have the seat belt? Yes. Put the seat belt on. Cannot run away. No, I'm kidding. Let us pray, Father. We thank you, Lord. We believe, Father, that you will speak to us, Lord, and help us to know how to fight the good fight of faith, how to be more than conquerors, and how to give you all the glory and honor, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. First of all, I would like to tell you my background a little bit. Why I'm preaching this way. My background, when I was a young boy, I was growing up in a very dangerous society. People walk on the street with knife. People can punch each other on the street in that generation in the 60s, 70s. So I decided I need to protect myself because it's about life and death. I went to study judo and taekwondo. Taekwondo is a Korean karate, and. Because I don't want to die, I don't want people to stab on me. So I'm a fighter by background. I'm a fighter. So I study until I get third degree black belt. I please don't play around with me. I still know how to kick and punch. Okay, and even bigger than me, I can knock it down, knock them down, because I know taekwondo. But later on, because of that mentality of fighting the bad stuff, fighting against bad stuff to get the right stuff on earth. I became a neurosurgeon. A neurosurgeon has the mentality: I need to save my patient's life. If I don't fight for them, they would die or they would have big problem in their life. Have you ever seen paralysis? People could not walk; half of the body become paralyzed. People lose their eyesight, lose their ear, their hearing because of the damage to the brain. So, by nature, I'm a fighter. And I believe that life and death is a big issue. This is why your pastor is that kind of person. I learned the principle of how to perform surgery in order to save people's life. In the same way, as a pastor of this church, I want to give you principle how to fight. I want you to have victory. I want you to have super abundant life, not death, not failure, not curses. I want you to have victory. So the Lord gave me this message two years ago, and I just have a time to share with you this message. The Lord said that He gave us mouth to speak, and we need to use our mouth to bring victory to ourselves. A lot of time, people don't know that the words, the speech, or the mouth is so important to our life. It's so important. I'm going to give you some key to get victory, life. Prosperity and healing, breakthroughs through our mouth. How can we use our mouth? Free. You don't need to pay any penny. Everyone can open your mouth and say something. You don't have to pay even one penny. Everyone say out loud. Praise the Lord. God is good. Do you have to pay money? You don't need to. So the first way to use your mouth for victory in your life, John chapter 15 verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. God wants us to be fruitful. God wants us to be victorious. He doesn't want us to fail. You go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. We don't want to bear fruit that one day disappear. Eternal fruit. The souls of people come to heaven with us. Build the kingdom of God. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. Everyone say, ask the Father, ask the Father. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. God the Father sit in heaven. He is the source. He is the one who say yes or no. But we cannot approach the Father without Jesus. Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. We approach the Father and ask the Father, and when the Father says yes, the Holy Spirit, who is on earth, 
begins to work for us to make things happen. So we ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Always, when you get, need anything, you need victory. You ask the Father. It just happened to me. Last week, I went out of town in order to take some teaching video on the mountain. And that's why I look a little bit tan today because I was standing in front of the sun for a long time and I did not know that the sun was burning my face. Anyway, it was so cold on the mountain. Thank God a member bought the jacket for me, the electric jacket that I can push on to have heat on my body. So the first day, wow, snow around me, very cold. I grew up in the tropical country, so I don't like snow. Anyway, that night I came back home and charged the battery at the sink. And next morning, I'm going to go out early morning again to do video teaching ministry. And I pulled the battery out and I thought I was going to put in my jacket. But I forgot. And it's on the table. I thought I put in the dine, uh, on the table inside the room, in the hotel room. And I tried to push, push, push. No light come up. Hmm, where is the battery? I came back to the hotel, looked for the battery, and I could not find it. I was talking to Pastor Maybe the cleaner took my battery away. Something. I looked everywhere. I could not find it. And I pray, God, Father, I need the battery. Still many days to go here, and snow come down in a mountain. And I pray, I could not find it. I was thinking I need to buy a new one. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, help me to find a battery. And you know what happened? A sister in our church who, the husband and the wife, the sister, the wife, say, let me help you. She prayed too. Father, help me to help my pastor. She walked into my room and the first question, the Holy Spirit told her to ask me the question, where did you charge the battery? I say, at that sink there. And she went there, looked, no battery. But the Holy Spirit told her to pick up the garbage can. And it was heavy. And I look at the garbage can, no battery either. And the Holy Spirit led her to look under the paper and found the battery. So I got the battery back because we pray to the Father. I want to recommend you every time you drive into the shopping mall, Father, give me the best parking in Jesus' name and you will get it. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, 7 to 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. It means that we keep asking. Don't give up. Keep asking and asking. As I mentioned to you, many years ago, I went to Japan for a mission trip and I got attacked by the enemy. When I came back home, I have a lot of skin problems, severe, burning eczema on my hand, my back, everywhere. I don't know what happened, but it started in Ibaraki, Japan. And the condition kept getting worse and worse and worse. So every morning I woke up and I declare, by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I am healed. I was healed actually 2,000 years ago. And I pray to the Father every day, Father, I cannot perform surgery with this eczema on my hand. It's so hard. Sometimes I cried actually. I really cried because it's so painful when I perform surgery. I almost want to quit the medical practice because of the pain. And... Eventually, after I keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking, keep commanding, keep praying, one morning I woke up, all the skin problem was gone. Like that, just disappear supernaturally. And not only that, my skin become better than before, more healthier than before. God did not only give me healing, but God gave me new skin. Very good skin now, very good. So you keep knocking, you keep asking. You keep asking the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, ask the Father. Ask the Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. What will you face in your life? Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need a friend. 
Maybe you need a boyfriend, a spouse. Don't just sit around doing nothing. Ask God. Ask the Father to send you the right person to you. Amen. Always ask the Father, and when you get the answer, who get the glory? God gets the glory because He He is the one who gives you the answer. You love Him more. You experience. You taste and see the goodness of the Lord when you keep asking Him, and He show His grace to you. So that is the first way. Open your mouth and ask. Use your tongue and ask. Don't shut your mouth. Amen. Yeah. Everyone say, "I use my mouth, use my mouth. To, speak to, to speak to the Father, to ask for good things, for good things. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name." Number two, how do you use your mouth to have victory in your life? Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, "Be removed." And be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Everyone say believe. believe. Everyone say say. say. Everyone say pray. You receive them and you will have them. In our life, when we need good things from God, we ask the Father, the good Father, who give good things to us. God, I need a job. When I came to America, I could not get the salary from University of Washington. They want to use me for free because I'm a foreign doctor. So I passed that, nailed down at home, and said, "Father, do something." That my boss, the professor at University of Washington, will have to give me salary. You force him. You twist his arm or something, and within a month or two, he decided to give me salary because I asked the father for the income for the good things. But at the same time, we may face negative things in our life. The Bible talk about the negative thing: mountains, like incurable sickness, curses. Poverty, or demons, or anything negative. Some people try to attack you and destroy your life. Something that blocks you, hinders you, because the devil wants to stop you. Those are the mountains in your life. You ask the Father for the good things, but when it comes to bad things, you don't need to ask the Father to do anything. You command. You command. This mountain, sickness. You command the sickness to go away in the name of Jesus Christ. You command poverty to go away. You command failure to go away. You command in the name of Jesus. These bad guys who try to destroy me, they have to go. They cannot be around me anymore. You command bad things out of your life by faith in the name of Jesus. How do you build your faith? You build your faith by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. This is why I work so hard to produce so many teachings in the YouTube, so that my brand sisters can hear, 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 hear. It's up to you whether you're gonna do it or not. But I know when I get to heaven one day, God gonna put thumb up for me. You did your part, but the members have to do their part to hear, to listen to the word of God, to build their faith. That's how I build my faith. I keep hearing, hearing, and hearing. So when I have faith, I can command the bad things to go away. I can command demons to leave, curses to leave, cancer to leave. Amen. Yeah. So we can command the bad things to go out of our life. We can command. I remember one time I went to Japan for a mission trip. I was standing at the window in Tokyo and saw a lot of snow come down. And they say that the snow next morning gonna be worse, so I could not get out of the hotel. The traffic gonna be blocked down by the snow. So I was standing at the window. I never forgot that day. I look at the sky, see the snow, and I say, "I come for mission trip. I don't want to waste Sunday here. I need to go to church to preach there. I command you, snow, to stop. Tomorrow gonna be sunshine, but the part, the uh, broadcast say gonna be heavy snow on Sunday morning." I told you, I command you to stop, and the stop, the snow stop. 
so I could get out to the church on Sunday morning. You see, you can command the bad things out of your life. How you command? You command by faith and by the authority that Jesus has given to you. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when things try to hurt you, you believe God, you say in Mark chapter 11, I have the right to command. You believe. Two, I have authority from heaven to command. So you don't just command as a religious ceremony or by tradition. You command by faith and you command by realizing that I have the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone say, I have authority. So when you get sick, if you have something attacking you, you can command by the authority of the name of Jesus to go away from your life. Amen? And you will see the result. You will see the healing. You will see the victory. Everyone say, I ask the Father in Jesus' name. Don't keep your mouth shut. Open your mouth and ask, okay? Keep asking everything. I like to ask God the Father a lot. Keep asking. Number two, you can command. Number three, how do you use your mouth for victory? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The power is in your tongue. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up, including yourself. You need to build yourself up according to that needs that it may benefit those who listen. Number three, use your mouth to speak positive word, encouraging word, and the promises and the will of God. Don't use your mouth to say something negative because the power of life and death is in your tongue. I always tell my wife, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so wise. You're going to live a long life. You will live longer than me. I expect 120. She may live 121. I don't know. <laughs> I speak the promise of God. You can do all things to Christ who strengthened you. You are more than conquerors. You are healed. You are blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Amen. 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 The Lord will pave the way for you. You walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Yes. You speak the promise of God. Amen. Yes. You seek the Lord, therefore He will provide all of your needs. Amen. He is your provider. Yes. Speak positive. Speak the will of God. Speak the promises of God with your mouth and you will see what happened. Really, every time I drive into the parking lot, I will always say like this, uh, Pastor Dan and I are the children of the king of all kings. We're going to have the parking spot for the king's children. Boom, open up every time. I speak it in the car. I don't just keep my mouth shut. I speak up. When you speak, you declare into the atmosphere. God will work for you. Don't keep your mouth shut. Speak the promise of God. When you start to have symptoms, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I was healed. My sickness already went to the wounds of Jesus at the whipping post and at the cross 2,000 years ago. It was a past. It was done, deal. I got healed. You declare it. You speak it. Amen? Use your mouth to speak what Jesus did for you. 2,000 years ago. He became poor on the cross so that you might be rich. He took your rejection away so that you will be accepted by God. He took your shame away so that you have the glory of God. He took your poverty and curses away from you at the cross. Yes, I'm blessed. I'm strong. I'm healthy. You spoke what Jesus did for you. The promises of God. That's why I produced the teaching clip in the YouTube called Praying God Promises. So you can pray with me in the YouTube. So praying God promises. We read the scripture. We read the promise of God and pray together. 
Proverbs chapter 13 verse 3. The Bible emphasizes a lot about how you use your mouth. He who guards his lips guards his life. But he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. We need to guard our mouth not to speak negative. Don't say I'm sick. I'm going to die soon. Oh, I'm going to be poor. I will fail. Don't say those things. I read about the story of a man whose, I think, parents died at 40 years old. And he always speaks like this. He's a non-believer. He always says that, oh, I think I'm going to die young like my parents. He say like that. And what happened? He died. He got shot by electricity and he died young. He really died according to what he say. I'm going to die young and he died young. So don't say those things to curse yourself. Everyone say, I live a long life. And satisfied. God's salvation. God shall protect me. I'm healed. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. Speak up, okay? Don't mumbling in your mouth. No. Speak it out, out loud. When you wake up in the morning, you look at the mirror while you're combing your hair or put makeup on your face. I'm beautiful. I'm blessed. God bless me. I live a long life. I have victory. I'm more than conquerors. Speak it up. Amen. Every day. And you're going to see something change in your life. I'm not kidding. You're going to see something change. When you speak by faith, actually, when you understand how to walk Christian life, this is the way. In Romans chapter 10, say, when you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and confess with your mouth that He was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. You notice the connection between believe in the heart and confess with your mouth. You don't just believe, you say it. Everyone say, believe. believe. Point to your heart. Believe. believe. Confess. With my mouth. So that is number three. Number one, ask the Father in the name of Jesus by faith. Number two, command the mountain to live by your mouth by faith under the authority of Jesus Christ. Number three, you declare, you speak the will and the promises of God with your mouth. Number four, last one, but a little bit long. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 11. This is important principle in life, okay? Sometimes you face some hardship, some setback, and it's a normal human response. When you face some disappointment, setback, problems, you begin to complain, and you begin to speak negative about yourself. But the Bible is so opposite. Look at what the Bible says in Jeremiah 33, verse 11. At that time, the children of Israel, God's people, were captives in Babylon. And look at what the Bible says. The sounds of joy and laughter. Joy and laughter come with faith. When you have faith, you have joy. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will be heard again. It means victory is going to come. Husband and wife going to laugh again. With the joyous songs of people bringing thanksgiving offering to the Lord. Everyone say, thanksgiving. thanksgiving. They will sing, give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies. For the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. So this captive in Babylon, sing to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, why they were captive. Their condition looked pretty bad. They were arrested by Babylonian conquerors and they look hopeless, the situation. But they say, thank you, God. Praise you. Your love, mercy endure forever. You're the good God. They use their mouth to thank God and praise God. And look at what the Bible says. Look at what God, how God responds to people who use their mouth to say, thank you, Lord. And Praise God. Look at the answer here. For I, I mean God, will restore the prosperity of this land to what it was in the past, says the Lord. Wow. 
Number one, you use your mouth to ask the Father in Jesus' name. Number two, you command the mountain to go away. Number three, you use your mouth to speak the blessing, the promises, the good thing from heaven. Number four, use your mouth to always give thanks to God and praise Him. When I say this, it's not like this. No. You don't just think in your brain, thank God. You speak it. You joyfully speak it. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. That's why I want to encourage you. During the worship time, during praise and worship time, that is not a ceremony of coming and they sing a song. I'm not a singer, so I'm not very good at Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. You stand there and look at people. Oh, they sing. Nice. Mm-hmm. They sing. No! You sing! Give thanks. You just sing. Use your mouth to give thanks. To speak it out. Don't treat worship time as a ceremony of religion. It's a time to declare the goodness of God. How wonderful He is. Speak it out loud. Don't stand there. Keep your mouth shut. Open your mouth up and sing fully. Just sing by faith. Because most of the praise song and worship song are from the Bible. My favorite song is Be With You. That song, Be With You. I love it. I love to sing that song and I feel the presence of God every time. I love that song. I love to sing songs, sing worship songs because every time I sing, I know God hears from me and I express my thanksgiving and sacrifices of praise. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. How many people want to see restoration in your life? How many people want to see breakthroughs? You want God to reverse situation, the negative reverse into good things. If you want that, one of the ways you use your mouth is to thank God and give praises to God. Give thanks all in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When you come to church on Sunday, we worship God. Don't just stand there watching people worship. You just sing and thank God from your heart. Amen? Amen. Even in the car. We were driving a lot last week from mountain to mountain. And in the car, we, we turned on the worship song and we sang together in the car. We praise God for the protection. We thank God. We don't waste our time. We sing song to the Lord. We thank God. At one point, David, the young man, heard about Goliath, a big giant. And all the children of Israel and the soldiers were very scared of this giant guy, the Philistine, Goliath. No one wanted to fight with him. And you see how King David later on became a king. How the young man David won the battle. Look at this. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 34 to 37. Basically, he thanked God for his victory in the past. And he proclaimed, he praised God how big his God is. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, said, he said, God help me to kill lion, to break down bear. I praise God and thank God for the previous victory. He declared, he used his mouth to declare, Thank God for the victory. Thank God that God helped him in the past. He said, 
the Lord who delivered me. Now he declared, the Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and from the power of the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of the, this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. He spoke. God help me. This is why it's so important. We need to declare the previous victory in our life. We give testimony. I want you to, if you have good testimony, let us know. We want to record testimony and put in the internet so that people can hear the testimony. Cancer is healed. Problems are resolved by the power of God. You speak it. You declare that God helped you in the past. Every time I face problem, I always remember the past. Oh, that day God helped me. God healed me. I, and I spoke it. I declare like King David. Oh, this problem is a piece of cake. If God who created the world can, could fix the problem 10 years ago, He can fix it again Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus. No problem. You thank God. You praise God. You talk about His victory. You talk about the things that He has done for you. You may face some health issue now. God can heal you. You may face financial difficulties. God can restore your difficulties if you speak it. Amen? Amen. The Bible says God restored the years that the locusts have eaten. And when He restores, He gives you even more than before, better than before. Therefore, you need to declare the goodness of God. You need to thank God. Open your mouth and speak it. Don't keep your mouth shut. Psalm 22, verse 3. Yet you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. Basically, what the Bible says. When you thank God, when you praise God with your mouth, He shows up. And He is the most powerful person in the world. He is the richest person in the world. He's the wisest person in the world. When He shows up, what happened? He, you get whatever he has. He's going to help you. I want God to show up in my life. And how you really invite God to show up, you use your mouth to thank him and praise him and glorify his name and talk about his goodness that he did for you in the past. And he would show up for you. Amen? If you face some difficulties, instead of complaining, give thanks with a grateful heart. God, you're so good to me. You're good. You praise God. You thank God. He will show up in praise and worship. Many years ago, one 13-year-old girl in Virginia got mentally sick. She was chased out of the school because she saw dream. She, she saw Bad vision, she got crazy, very crazy. The school kicked her out of the school. She could not study anymore. The whole family was Buddhist. And they went to temple. Nothing can help. The Buddhist, temp the Buddhist monk could not help them. Very desperate. Eventually, they contact me from Virginia and say, what can we do? I gave them three things. Number one, your whole family need to accept Christ. They did. Mom, dad, and the daughter accept Christ. Two, I say, turn on our sermon, alternate with worship song all day long in your house to bring the presence of God there. They did. They turn on the sermon, they listen to Bill Faith, and alternate with the worship song. I send them worship song too. They listen to worship song. And within only a couple months, this 13-year-old girl was healed completely. And she now even served God in the church and got high score in the class. Amen. Who healed her? God. She built faith. The parents built faith for the children. You know, parents, I want to encourage you. Sometimes your little kids cannot have faith for themselves, but you can have faith for your children. You pray for your children. You build your own faith. You bring the presence of God into your house. Turn on the worship song. Praise Him. And when He shows up, Miracle and breakthrough shall happen. And that's what happened in Acts chapter 16, 23 to 30. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, 
commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas complained and blamed the government and blamed the church and the pastor and say negative thing. Did Paul and Silas do that? Why they were in the dark dungeon with their legs in the stock? No. The Bible says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. They were talking to the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, set me free. Set us free. And they were singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Wow. They were singing. Maybe they were singing in Hebrew at that time, that song that we just sang in Hebrew. They were singing in Hebrew. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chain were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoner had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Wow, what a story. Paul and Silas were in jail. They were going to be killed next day. What did they do? They pray, Father in heaven, set us free in Jesus' name. They use their mouth, and they use their mouth to sing hymns and songs and praise God and thank God. God performed miracle. The prison door threw open, and not only that, the jailer, the head of the prison, got saved. In the whole family, got saved. The power of thanksgiving and the power of praise and worship. From now on, how many people say, when you come to church during praise and worship, you're going to really sing out loud to God? Are you going to shut your mouth? At home, in the car, will you sing? Will you say, thank God? Amen? Use your mouth. Part of your mouth. I'm going to use my mouth. To pray. To ask the Father. To command the mountain. To speak blessing. To, speak blessing. To, thank God. to thank God. To praise God. To praise God. I show you some scripture here to show that what I say is from the Bible. Psalm 103 verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The psalmist say, I'm going to bless the Lord with my mouth. I'm going to declare what he did for me. He did so many good things for me. He used his mouth to declare, to praise God. Amen? Amen? So use your mouth. Four things here we learned this time. Number one, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask the Father. Two, use your mouth to command bad things out of your life every day. It may not happen overnight. You keep commanding. Timetable is of God, not yours. But you do your part. You keep asking for the good things in the name of Jesus, and you keep commanding the mountain to go away, it may take two days, it may be right away, happen in one second, or it may take two years, it doesn't matter, you keep commanding, you keep speaking, and you keep declaring, speaking the promises of God. Amen? And God can remove His mighty hand. When you use your mouth to speak like that by faith, you praise God, you thank God, God sit on the throne and look at you, who. Um, I need to do something here. Wow. They believe in their heart, then they declare with their mouth, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to open the right door for them. 
I'm going to get rid of the enemy for them. I'm going to heal them. I'm going to perform miracles. I'm going to perform, do some breakthrough for them because they use their mouth to speak by faith. Amen? Amen. Let me read a few more scripture and done. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 to 16. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. We all have shortcomings and weaknesses, but he sympathized with us, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus is without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Brothers and sisters, remember this. God who created you, loved you so much. He showed his love to you by sending his son into the world 2,000 years ago. He suffered for you at the whipping post, at the cross. He carried the cross. He was willing to shed his blood and die for you. He loved you so much. So when you use your mouth to ask the Father, when you command the problem to go away, when you speak the blessing and the promises of God of your mouth, and when you praise God and thank God, you should have confidence to approach the throne of grace and believe that if he did not spare his own son, how much more he can help you in every need of your life. You are persuaded. You have confidence that God loves you so much and He wants to bless you. He sent Jesus Christ to die for you, to bless you. Believe that. You approach His throne by faith and boldness. Sometimes you have to pray bold prayer. Look impossible, but God can still do it for you. Because he's a supernatural God. Nothing is impossible with you. Not only that, he loves you. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that, through, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace about toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, you have an abundance for every good work. Hallelujah. What I try to say is at the end here of the sermon. When you use your mouth to speak, ask the Father in the name of Jesus. When you command the mountain to go away from your life, when you speak blessing to yourself or to your brand sister or to your family, to your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents, you speak the promises of God. You praise Him. You worship Him. You thank Him always. Don't complain. Don't speak negative things. You need to know that He's going to help you because He loves you so much and because He is gracious to you. Do you deserve those help and miracles? No. But by His grace, He will help you. This is how I approach God in my life. When I need His help, I approach the throne of grace. I see myself kneeling down at His throne. He was sitting on the throne. God, my creator, my savior, I need your help. And I see myself looking at Him, smiling at me, and He said, I loved you. And with the eyes of grace toward me, He said, okay lah. You don't deserve la. It's a Singaporean way. Okay la. Okay la. You don't deserve this, but I have grace for you because you humble yourself to ask me. God give grace to the humble. All these things that we talk about come out from the heart of faith and humility. We don't depend on ourselves. We depend on God. Amen. How many people are going to practice what you learn? Four things here. From now on, you're going to use your mouth? Number one, ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Number two, command. 
the bad things out of your life in the name of Jesus by the authority of heaven. Four, always speak the blessing, the positive thing, the promises of God, and the will of God. Four, thank God in all circumstances and praise God. Turn on worship song. If you're not a musician, you cannot sing on yourself. You just turn on. I use the Spotify. I gather all the worship song in my Spotify and I turn on when I drive the car and I start to worship God in the car. I want to bring the presence of God into my... Sometimes when I perform surgery, I start to sing and all the nurse look at me. What's going on there? I sing all the good song, worship song, because I want to bring the presence of God in the operating room. Will you practice this? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can I say one more thing quickly from my heart? The sermon is done. But I want to say something from my heart quickly. The Lord keep reminding me this thing and He want me to speak to His children. God the Father sent Jesus Christ into the world for a very serious business. The seriousness of the business is about life and death. We live on earth only a short period of time. One day we all will get old and die. And some of us may even, some people even die young from cancer, from accident. But the main thing that Jesus came is that you will have eternal life in heaven. Eternal life and eternal hell are serious. After people die, they either go to heaven and live there for eternity or they go to hell and stay there for eternity. Okay, this is serious. I'm a very serious man by background. I want to speak to the parents in this room. Please do everything in your effort to make sure your children are born again Christians. Please, you have the ticket to go to heaven because you believe in Jesus. But it doesn't guarantee that your kids are going to be saved. Please take serious about this. Sometimes we come to church for social, for good and good social club. Some people come to church to look for girlfriend, boyfriend. And we forget that. This is serious. Our children need to be born again, be saved, and treat Jesus as the creator of their life. I would do everything for my kids to be saved. Take them to church. I show them example. Pray. I will not sin against God so that otherwise they will be stumbled by me that, oh, my dad is a, is a hypocrite. He say one thing, he do another thing. I invite them to come to youth group. I invite them. I say, if you don't come, you don't eat food in my house. You have to come. So that they can hear the word of God. As long as I pay for your food, you need to obey me. I will do everything for my kids to be saved. No if and or but. At this point, they may complain, why you force me? But 10 years from now, they will say, thank you, mom. You forced me to go to church. No if and or but. If you sit on my table to eat my free food to you, you need to go to church. You need to listen to sermon. You are not my boss. I'm your daddy and mommy. I feel so sad when I see kids in our church backslide and disappear and happen. And not only that, don't criticize your pastor in front of your kids. Don't criticize the church. Don't criticize Christianity in front of your kids. Because when they hear that, when they grow up, they walk away. That's why we want to build this church like a family. No hypocrites around here. No politics around here. This is a family of God. So that the children will grow up in a very safe and pure environment. And they see good example of their parents or their uncle and auntie. You know why? I care for the next generation. It's so sad to see so many people in America walk away from God even though the parents love God. We're going to do together. We're going to help each other to see our children go to heaven with us. Serious. Heaven and hell are serious thing. 
Very serious. This is not just church ceremony. We are talking about eternal life here. Amen. I hope you're not mad at me. I really want to speak from the heart of the Father. God keep telling me, telling my people, this is serious life and death. Parents need to take serious about the salvation of your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. But thank God, when you do the right thing, the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. Watch your life, how you live. Watch your mouth, what you speak. Always speak salvation to your children. Be a good example to them. Amen? Amen. Serious. To me, life and death is serious. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for speaking to us by your Holy Spirit in this teaching. Father, from now on, we will watch our mouth because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Thank you, Father, for teaching us how to use our tongue, our speech, our mouth, our words wisely, biblically. Father, I pray for all the family in this house that you give wisdom, anointing, and grace to the parents that they will be able to lead their children to salvation by the power of the Holy Spirit. They will not live in the fear of their children. They will not let their children control their life. But they will speak to their children with faith and boldness that God is so important to them. Lord, our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will be saved and know the living God. Lord, we speak that the blessing of Abraham will go down to the thousand generations. And we bide the power of darkness that may try to attack our children through media, through social media, through friends in the school, that they will not be pulled away from your hand. Lord, give them the new heart. Open their spiritual eyes to see the love of Jesus, that they all shall give their life to Jesus Christ. And they will not believe in the evolution hypothesis, but they believe that they were created by the Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Help our young children in the church. All of them shall go to heaven with us, Lord. And they will live a life like King David, like Esther, like Ruth, like Paul and Peter in this generation, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We're going to practice what we learn. Stand up and we're going to sing out loud together. Praise God. Okay, we sing. Don't shut your mouth. Sing. Speak it out. Okay. The splendid love the King in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice trembled at his voice hungry Yeah.
and gracious God, Lord. We know, Lord, that we have made mistakes and sinned against you. But by your grace, you forgive us and you love us. You provide for us, protect us, guide us, anoint us and use us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to live a life of repentance, a humble life, a life that submits to you all the days until we see you face to face, Lord. Help all of us in this room to be humble towards you and to have strong faith, great faith, believing in you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Bless everyone, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need me to pray for you, please uh, come sit in the front. I will pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty